Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by Invisible Fence Northwest. Invisible Fence for the life of your pet. Check them out online at invisiblefencenw.com. Learn about their indoor and outdoor solutions for both dogs and cats. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care. All the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. They are at allthebestpetcare.com. You can learn about their nine locations, soon to be ten, around western Washington. They are opening a new store on Holman Road in North Ballard in October. So do check that out if you're in the area. Last but not least, the dog show is brought to you in part by the Natural Pet Pantry. Raw and cooked food for cats and dogs locally made here in Burien. Naturalpetpantry.com. Uh, announcement before we get into today's show. Uh, don't forget this weekend, the Vashon Sheepdog Classic. So sheepdog trials, uh, mostly border collies and a few Kelpies, another herding breed, will be working their magic with sheep this weekend on Vashon Island. It is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all day. And that is this weekend. So it's September 14th, 15th, and 16th. It makes for a wonderful day trip or weekend getaway. Uh, It's on Misty Isle Farm, which is a gorgeous piece of property out on Vashon Island here in Washington. And it's just west of Seattle and easy to get to. It's a beautiful ferry ride and you get to go and bring a blanket and sit out on the grass and watch border collies move very quickly and gracefully over the land and herd sheep. It's it's so cool to watch and just such a nice trip out of the city. The Vashon Sheepdog Classic, and uh, you can find them online at VashonSheepdogClassic.com. Uh, do check that out. It's such a great event, and it happens once a year, and it's this weekend, September 14th, 15th, and 16th. So uh, before we talk with Michelle Nichols, who's back with us, she's the founder of A Help Project, Animal Hospice End of Life and Palliative Care Project. Uh, Eric, I want to talk to you about the survey that's happening right now, right? Uh, now? That's right. Now. Yeah, right now, happening now. It's a K- Even as we speak. It's a KKNW survey, um, listener survey, which means if you're that's listening right, yeah. to the show, it's for you. That's right, yeah. And so it's a... It's a way for the station to get information from its listeners, and there's some incentives for people to um, to complete the survey. How long does the survey? It's not. How long does the survey take? Do you know? Uh, it takes probably about five minutes to fill out. Not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. You go to eleven fifty kknw dot com. That's correct. And you log on to fill out the survey. And uh, learn about the contest that's associated with the survey. Yeah, if you uh, fill out the survey, you get entered to win a trip for two to Victoria, B.C. on the Mm. Victoria Clipper. And that includes hotel accommodation for while you're in Victoria. So a pretty sweet prize. And I often wish this time of year as we do the survey that... I could win that, but you can't. They won't let me because I work for the station. Yeah, so. <laughs> I suppose I can't win the survey either. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, so again, now if so, this if you're a fan of the dog show, this is a way to 
to sort of show, re- represent, right? Yeah, show your support and give the feedback that uh, we love to hear. All right. So uh, if you're a fan of the dog show, please, I'm asking you, do me a favor. Take five minutes. Go to 1150kknw.com. Fill out the survey. It takes about five minutes, and you also get entered to win uh, this trip for two to Victoria, B.C. on the Victoria Clipper. Very cool. That's 1150kknw.com. Thank you, Eric, for the information. How long is the survey going on? It's going on till the first week of October, I believe. It's uh, either October 7th or 8th. So. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so you've got some time to do that. All right, well, back in the uh Booth with us is Michelle Nichols, who's the founder of A Help Project, Animal Hospice, End of Life, and Palliative Care Project. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Julie. So now tell us, so for people who are not familiar with your organization, what is it that you guys do and who are you? We are a local community of animal caregivers, both pet parents and professionals, who are committed to expanding perceptions of the caregiving options for beloved animals who have special needs and or are nearing end of life. So really supporting people who are going through this or maybe about to enter this phase of uh, life with their pet. Um, End of life. And it's, you know, this one is a, a loaded topic. There's so much. It's so complicated. It's so emotional, and it's every situation is different. So depending on the pet's ailments and symptoms and, you know, all, there's so many factors to it that you can't, there's not just one sort of set way. Well, you know, do this, this, and this. It's really about supporting people as individuals as they're navigating this experience with their pet. And I think that it's something that is really important for people to even though it's not our favorite topic or the the happiest topic, mm-hmm. uh, this is the topic I get the most response about from listeners is grief uh, around pets by far, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, even as your dog is just getting to be an older dog, you just never know. I mean, stuff can change very quickly. That's what happened with me. My dog was only 12. And I thought he was going to live to be 18 because he was strong and structurally very robust and strong. And then he had tumors in his abdomen and was gone within a week. I mean, it was like, you know, so you just never know. And I think it's important for people to be prepared. And it's also, you know, a favor that you can do for your pet because the more prepared you are, the more clear you're going to be to navigate your way through it, which is then going to ease your pet's experience as well. Mm, right. So you've, you formed this group and now you, uh, you do grief counseling with your business, uh, partners to the bridge as well. So this is actually what you do professionally. Yes. Um, through partners to the bridge, we just along the way are, um, always a listening ear, um, helping people to, you know, cope with the day-to-day challenges emotionally and just, logistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what we do and how it ties into the AHELP project is we build a team of providers mm-hmm. and veterinarians who can help them improve the quality of life for their animal. And mm-hmm. isn't that what we all want? You yeah. know, we want 
a graceful, dignified ending for our animal friends. And being able to do that by ourselves alone is a scary prospect and oftentimes just not even possible. You know, we all have busy lives. And as you so accurately point out, it can just be a matter of hours or days Mm -hmm. and your dog can turn the corner and be very find out be very sick so that doesn't give you much time to cope and get used to the information and to make a decision because I think something that's so one of the aspects that I hear people express as I talk to people and continue to know people who go through this with their pets is when the big when when we're talking about euthanasia um when do I do it? I, you know, I don't want to do it too early. I don't want to do it too late. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like this. And when you're in it, it's even harder to mm-hmm. really see sure, and, and make that choice. And it, I know for me, it was so counterintuitive because I was so protective of him. Mm-hmm. And it became quickly very clear to me that the best way to protect him for his situation was to let him go because mm-hmm. if I waited, then he would potentially really suffer badly, bleed out, and mm-hmm. then potentially die. And right. I didn't want that. I didn't want it to go down like that. And so it was like, well, okay, like, so keep him around for two more months for who? Mm-hmm. You know, for me or for him? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then put him at risk just because I didn't want to let him go, of course, but. Mm-hmm. So I think the the euthanasia factor is um is something that people really need to own I think and and know that that may be may very well be something that they have to um think about and make a choice about and it's I think you know it's something that we do when we take pets in into our homes and provide them with hopefully excellent care and mm-hmm. nutrition and all that stuff then we sort of we step in where mother nature would have you know i mean pets wouldn't live as long as they do if they lived in the wild sure yeah at the same time you know it's important for people to consider that there are things that you that they can do in order to um promote the quality of life so you get a you get a diagnosis and you're grief stricken and you don't know where to turn and sometimes um you know there don't seem to be many avenues besides euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, no one wants our animal, your your beloved pet to suffer. Um, but there are other ways to um, look at comfort care. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've made huge advances in pain management so that if we get a specialist in and, you know, let's say a house call vet that can see your animal at home mm-hmm. and can say, looks like they're having trouble with XYZ. You know, these are the other specialists, that's what I do, is I come in and say, you know, what about a massage therapist, somebody that will move the lymph so your dog that's down and can no longer walk can be comfortable still, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, do we call, um, you know, do we jump to conclusions when our grandmother can't walk anymore and she has an enlarged heart and congestive heart failure? You know, we mm-hmm. do the best we can trying to make her comfortable. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's important for people to, you know, sort of look at all their options so that, as you point out, we're not looking back and going, okay, I did a euthanasia, 
but is there something more I could have done or to get used to the idea of this was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, is there, could I have had him or her around linger? I didn't even know that these resources existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the really sad thing is that some people aren't, um, you know, spiritually or in their belief system um, comfortable with the idea of euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, if they're hoping to say goodbye to their animal through natural means, uh, for instance, Buddhism is a wonderful example of this. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't believe, they just simply don't believe um, they help them to get to a dignified ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're, so, put a, if they're turned away because the vet says euthanasia, then right. that's in a real predicament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're going to take a quick break and uh, jump right back into the conversation talking with Michelle Nichols, who's the founder of A Help Project. It's the Animal Hospice End of Life and Palliative Care Project. It's ahelpproject.org is the website. Check them out. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Camly Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area. Licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Do you have legal questions? Need to know where to turn? Hi, this is Rick Gregorick, your host of Northwest Legal Compass. Northwest Legal Compass will address your questions on a variety of legal topics, including estate planning, asset protection, real estate and business planning, and more. The legal and accounting staff of Gregorick and Associates are dedicated to providing you with superior legal and tax services. Their integrated counsel is geared to the achievement of your goals. Visit us on the web at rjglegal.com. Be sure and tune in every Friday at noon here on Alternative Talk. 1150. Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative of Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. If you've been listening, you already know how I feel about Invisible Fence Northwest and their safety solutions for dogs. But get this, they help cats too. They tell me they've helped thousands of felines enjoy safe freedom outdoors or can keep them safe inside. They also have gentle ways to create a dog-free zone for your cat. 
so your dog will stay away from your cat's litter box and food bowls. Visit InvisibleFenceNW.com or call 800-800-FENCE and tell them you want the dog show discount. Invisible Fence for the life of your pet. The new mainstream of talk radio. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Michelle Nichols, who is the founder of A Help Project. And you can find them online at ahelpproject.org. And that stands for Animal Hospice, End of Life, and Palliative Care. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, We were just talking about You know, I mean, we're talking about all things end of life with your pet. So um, the time prior to your pet passing away um, to the actual event and however that may look to the grief that that you're left with once they're once they've moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot. To this one, and this is a topic that I've talked about several times on the show. You know, sharing my own experience losing my own dog, my first dog, Chewy, who Michelle and I talked about in our last interview uh, when you were on the show a while back. Now, uh, I had on. Uh, I've talked with John Katz, uh, who's an author who wrote a book about um, finding peace when pets die. It's called Going Home. He's a great author. And uh, then, of course, my, oh, I interviewed a volunteer with the Pet Loss Support Group, and I know you guys offer something similar to that as well. And and then, of course, my interviews now, this is the sec- my second time having you back on the show and talking about this is a, such, such an important topic to talk about and to acknowledge and to honor and to be in conversation about and to connect about because people so often feel so isolated and lost, which is why, you know, part probably part of the reason why you formed this group in the first place was you saw this need. And it sounds like from what you you were telling me before the show that it's something that's really, we're starting to see other groups and organizations that are doing work around this topic too, which is great. Um, you gave me... Uh, the International Association of Animal Hospice and Palliative Care, IAAHPC.org. Um, and then there was a uh, Nikki Hospice Foundation, N-I-K-K-I, mm-hmm. uh, at PetHospice.org. And then there's the A-Help Project, which is the only locally focused group. Um, so... We were talking, I think, let's take this next segment to kind of keep on that thought that we left off with and and what we talked about during break about, okay, so speaking personally, uh, you know, and this is something that I've been through myself, and I also have known a lot of people who have gone through this, and I know that it looks different for everybody, and, and each animal has, you know, different reasons why they are brought to the end of their life. Um, mine happened rather suddenly, so I was sort of faced with a quick decision, and uh, Chewy was not likely to live very long on his own. So 
my choice was to euthanize him and let him go so that he wouldn't suffer and not try to eat, you know, squeeze out another two months and then potentially have him die in a very scary, painful way. So, um, so that, uh, you know, and I say that was pretty clear for me. It wasn't clear. It was really, really, really hard for me to, to get, you know, when you're in it, I remember how hard that was because it was the last thing that I wanted to do. Um, but, or, and, um, and, and I'd love your perspective on this, your balanced perspective on this, Michelle, because what I see and what I'm so sensitive about is when, when pets are kept alive and are obviously to me uncomfortable or in pain and I feel like the best thing to do would be to just let them go, you know, and why why keep them alive, keep them alive, keep them alive. Um, and and maybe like you said, maybe for spiritual or religious reasons, people don't believe in euthanasia or the person just can't bring themselves to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is a way that your organization can help both through the AHELP project and Partners to the Bridge can help people uh you were you were saying some things like tracking the progress and sort of mm-hmm. really being able to see clearly what's actually happening so talk a little bit more about that and about um you know and that there's also different there's different diagnoses so or prognoses so you know if a dog might have be diagnosed with something that might mean a slow decline over years. And I think in that situation, it's even harder to know when is the right time because it's not, you know, well, I'm not going to risk it if it's just another couple months, but what if I could get three more years with this animal? So, mm-hmm. so what, what are the types of things that you do to help support people when they're in this space? Uh, well, um, that's, and you are right. You know, that's one of the reasons why we developed the A-HELP project is to build resources, uh, you know, locally, local resources that people can turn to in order to promote quality of life. So um, all kinds of issues can come up, um, mobility issues, um, dietary and nutritional issues, um, medications, and certainly the most important one is pain. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got we've come a long way in pain management, just like we have in human healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, hospice, human hospice is forty years old now, mm-hmm. and that's pretty young for a field. But look at what a peaceful death people can attain. Yeah. Um, and along the way, their family is given the opportunity to care for them, to give them all give give him or her a you know, a, a great good way to say goodbye. And that mm-hmm. feels really good to the family. But um, more to your point is, um, you know, pain management, there are pain management experts. Um, there are a lot of things besides tramadol, um, mm-hmm. which people which may pain know. Medication. Pain medication. Pain yeah. medication that, that's the most commonly prescribed. It's like ibuprofen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are um, everything up the scale, which, you know, gabapentin you've heard of maybe, um, everything up the scale, even morphine um, or for smaller animals, um, buprenorphine or buprenex mm-hmm. or ca- and cats. So those are some of the pain medications that we bring on board. And for those that are, more, are chronically ill, um, 
there and and may not experience as much pain, but why do they have to live with it anyway, right? Mm -hmm. It's the last thing we want is for animals to be in pain or to suffer or look like they're slowing down. And so what can we do um, besides the gentle rehab things that um, maybe veterinarians or maybe a massage therapist could teach us? Mm -hmm. Um, We also have, you know, herbs. There's all kinds of Eastern remedies, things even like homeopathy, mm-hmm. um, which is very gentle if, you know, it's a, uh, I won't go into what it is, but mm-hmm. um, uh, herbs. Acupuncture. Um, acupuncture. Oh, yeah. acupuncture is fabulous. And we have uh, so many acupuncturists mm-hmm. um, in this area. Uh, we also have um, flower essences even. I mean, how many of us have given ourselves, our dogs, our cats, rescue remedy mm-hmm. is the most commonly known one. I mean, I'm giving it now to my dog who has allergies. Sometimes he just can't stop itching and give him a rescue remedy and ta-da, mm-hmm. 15 minutes and he's feeling better. It's mm-hmm. just a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then other things too, to improve their appetite. Let's say there are given medications that can make them, give them an upset tummy, you know? Um, I mean, some of us use can use a, a you know slippery elm um, syrup. That's a real natural one. You may you know hear, listen hear from your holistic vet. Yeah. Um, but other things too can be brought on board that can you know ease their uh, condition and provide a more gentle decline. Mm-hmm. Um, so that speaks to the um, in day to day quality of life. And then when we reach when we get nearer to end end of life. And also along the way, just tracking, you know, let's say a weekly log of how the animal does day to day. I mean, you could just do a simple score from one to 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. But as we get closer to the end, we may want a monthly log to track, um, to log administ- administrations of medications, um, to chart on there who in your family or who in your circle of friends and neighbors given the last dose of medicine. So there's no misunderstandings. Um, you know, that's, those are the kinds of things that people can do to preserve quality of life. And then if you are, of course, you know, you, you brought out um, or before the break, you know, you, you've, you're in that place of grief. Um, and so it's hard to stand back and emotionally disconnect yourself and go, okay, rationally, this is where he or her, he or she <laughs> are at, mm-hmm. um, and this is the time I need to make some difficult decisions. Um, you know, you can have a, a more um, balanced view and be okay in the long run mm-hmm. with a dis- with decisions that are made if you have it um, more accurately tracked. And yeah. those are kind of quality of life scales. There are some of them that are on the web. I, some of them I don't care for too much. Um, it's sometimes not as easy as black and white. And sometimes... You have to get in touch with your intuition. Yeah. You know your animal. You know how stoic they can be. They may be hiding their discomfort. Cats are, like, famous for this, right? You don't even know they're sick, and then all of a sudden they're dying. Right. So, and they'll go hide in a closet. You can't even find them or yeah. something. Or yeah. they'll run away. Huh. So, anyways, um, and then some animals are less so. You know, like my mm-hmm. dog with the allergies. I mean... He gets quite upset just by, (laughs) you know, his itchy body. Yeah. So you have to know your animal and trust your intuition and stand up. Be really be their advocate Mm -hmm. for what you believe is going on. And if you don't agree with those that are the, you know, the experts, they may not be an expert on your animal, but they're an expert on the condition alone. Yeah. Um, Then 
it's okay to go for maybe a second opinion. Sure. It's okay to add somebody to your team. Yeah. Um, Behaviorists are my newest and greatest favorites. They teach us about pain and what that looks like in your animal so that you can make those kinds of decisions. And it doesn't look the same in every animal. We know that. All right. Well, uh, it's time for a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Michelle Nichols, who's the founder of A Help Project Animal Hospice End of Life and Palliative Care. You can find them online at ahelpproject.org. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on 1150 AM. Specializing in spinal decompression, chiropractic, and physiotherapy, Dr. Justin Favreau and his team uses integrative, evidence-based treatments to provide his patients with comprehensive care that works with the body-as-a-whole connected system. Director of the Advanced Rehabilitation and Wellness Center, Dr. Favreau would love to find a solution for your symptoms of pain, numbness, and tingling headaches, allergies, fatigue, and general malaise. Contact Dr. Favreau at 206-497-4962 or go to advancedrehabandwellness.com. That's advancedrehabandwellness.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C., complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. For home repair, remodel, and construction advice, ideas, and stories every Saturday at 10 a.m., tune in to Constructing Whatever. With over 40 years of combined experience, hosts Tim and Lynn talk about whatever. From important need-to-know topics, to fielding your questions from the latest industry news, to humorous stories from the job site. Start your weekend project day with us on Constructing Whatever. This week, the autumn leaves will start to fall. Fall in love with fall. Saturday at 10 a.m. Radio for your body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk, 1150. Everything reminds me of my dog. 
Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Michelle Nichols, who's the founder of the A-Help Project, Animal Hospice, End of Life, and Palliative Care Project. Welcome back, Michelle. Now, we were talking about, uh, if you've missed, if you're just tuning in and you've missed this conversation so far, we've been talking about uh, end-of-life care, uh, pain management, uh, the decision to euthanize or not, and um, just started really dipping our toes into this really very complex topic um, that you've really devoted a lot of your life to by starting this organization and really, um, you know, supporting people and their pets who are going through this. And, you know, one, you know, it's something that I have been through and it's one of the most profound experiences of my life for sure. Um, losing my first dog, Chewy, which has been three years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (gasps) It's three years today. (gasps) Wow. Weird. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Three years today. Okay. So, um, four days after my birthday. That's weird. So anyway, maybe he had a play. Maybe he had a paw in this interview. (laughs) Um, anyway, so the one, and I've done several shows about grief and this topic in general, but specifically just about the grief aspect of it. And you made a point during the break that um, grief doesn't start when the pet dies, that there can absolutely be something that you called anticipatory grief. And I wanted to talk about the grief in general um, because this is the number one most, uh, the topic that generates generates the most feedback for me that I see people from all over the country who are inspired to reach out and send me an email and thank me for doing an episode on this topic because they just lost their, you know, and then they go in and talk about their dog a little bit and how they just, you know, it's it's so nice to know that there's people out there who understand what they're going through. So, and grief is a doozy. I mean, this is not something that our culture is very skilled about, that we really talk about. Uh, People tend to avoid the conversation and the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's something that people are generally very equipped um, to support someone who's grieving. We don't know what to do. We don't want to talk about it because it makes them upset. Mm -hmm. Um, So talk about about grief and sort of, you know, the stages of it and and what, what would you like people to know who might be in anticipatory grief or who may end up in that phase in a couple years mm-hmm. and who maybe who haven't, what, you know, what can you tell them that might help equip? Well, I always believe that knowledge is power mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's emotional power as well, you know, to, to understand, to study grief, um, you know, the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's stages of grief, you know, yeah. To include, you know, denial. Dab dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that. I mean, it's, you know, we're pretty aware of the fact that, um, well, I like to think of grief as a wheel. You know, it's not just like you go along these stages of grief and you get through each step. Okay. Right. I'm done with, you know, I'm done with, uh, 
you know, the shock. I'm right. done with denial and I'm moving on. Grief is a wheel and you go through those stages and, you know, you may have a moment, you know, later today when you think about Shui Ken on her third anniversary of yeah. his death, you know, and, and that may come back, you know. I mm-hmm. So we, I, you, it's important for people to be aware of what they're going through. It's completely natural and that there are resources. You know, we get people that are contacting us and it's been years yeah. <laughs> since their animal um, has passed. So, yeah. um, but it's uh, more to the point of the anticipatory grief after you, once you get a diagnosis of a life-limiting condition in your dog or cat, um, is that, you know, it, it, it can affect your daily life and functioning. Um, not just your experience and your your you know your day to day life with him or her, mm-hmm. but also your work, <laughs> the, your relationships with your lo- you know your other loved ones and your family, your partner, your um, your coworkers. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, you may don't know where it comes from, but it's definitely being felt at all times and other pets too Mm, oh absolutely and that's a great point because um it will come up if people experience it don't resolve it stuff it down deep because we are a death avoidant society no as you point out so accurately yeah people don't want to talk about it you know and and I, I'm not going to go off on this, but, you know, the employers. <laughs> That's another show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, people won't be supportive of the fact that you, this grief is just as significant yeah. as the death of a two-legged loved one. Mm-hmm. So um, and so they don't get bereavement time or whatever else. But the point is just that um, we need to we need to face it head on um, and deal with it mm-hmm. um and that's easier said than done we need to you know we have we try to yeah. um because that will serve us for our losses going forward and aren't we as this is speaking to the choir as a group of dog lovers aren't we unfortunately faced with death so many times in our life because yeah. they don't live as long as yeah. we do hopefully because then you know it means that we do live a long life but yeah it does right. mean that that we if we're going to live with animals that that's part of the deal yeah and you you have a animal caregiver support circle that you mm-hmm. offer through the a help project and that's a way for people at any stage to mm-hmm. um just have have some community and to be in the conversation and i think it um it's important i know for me it was to stay present to the grief and to not just sort of try to forget about it i mean mm-hmm. to feel anyone who's been listening to the show for a few years now knows that i mean i don't know how many months i played like love ballads at the end of the show. <laughs> um, I did it as long as I felt like I needed to, you know, and I was just so, uh, God, so present to to how much I loved him and mm-hmm. still do. And, and to, but to stay present to that and to cry and to feel, you know, crying is a funny you know, it's a funny thing. I was, I did it so much after Chewy died, and I was like, "What is actually happening right now?" Because 
crying we associate with like being upset and we associate with negativity but I was kind of thinking like I almost feel like I'm connecting with him in a way as well like there was something also very healing about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh I mean that that's another show we could just talk <laughs> talk about that um but just to feel it and to honor it and then like you said you know for people who don't have people in their life who really honor their grief over their pet like like you would a family member, a you know, human family member. And I don't, fortunately, I don't have that problem, but a lot of people do. And I can't imagine not having, not having people just send me cards and make donations in my dog's name. And, you know, that all happened. And that's really special. It was an important part of it to have that mm-hmm. support from the community and that validation. Mm-hmm. And, and and for people who don't have that, and even for people who do have that, who want even more, your animal caregiver support circle is a great resource for people. And you guys really acknowledge the anticipatory. So this could be for someone who whose pet is still alive. Absolutely. This is exactly what we've designed it as because um, it meets monthly mm-hmm. um, in Seattle um, at, in Northgate at Great Dog. Mm-hmm. And also at um, Seattle Veterinary Specialists in their education room. Um, that one on the east side, that's the second Wednesday of the month. And the Seattle is on the second Sunday of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point is that uh, led by um, a spiritual counselor, mm-hmm. um, who's also a NNA Help co-founder, um, with experience in leading support groups, mm-hmm. um, we have tried to open it up. I mean, to really, that's why we've chosen that name, Animal Caregiver Support Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, it's not, it, it's, it's past and present. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And we want, we want people to think about it in retrospect. You know, we want people to think about it as it's happening. We encourage people to reach out to us once the diagnosis is reached, mm-hmm. um, which as you point out, can be, you know, uh, even years in advance. But once we see that decline is when we start feeling sad. I used to call them a series of little losses when you see your dog declining. Now he can't go on his usual jog. Now he can't walk around the block. Now he can't go out to go potty without your help. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the kinds of things I used to call little losses. And now I encourage people to look at it like the glass half full and call it new normals. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. and try and cope with that and be okay with that as it comes up. Yeah. And so that's what they, a, the, the animal caregiver support group is about, mm. is um, being, as I, get, as I said, um, super, uh, spiritual counselor as well as myself as a grief counselor and also um, an intuitive yeah. who comes into it. We all come into it with our own particular um experiences and we can we can learn from each other and people find it actually healing to be able to share their experiences with others who may be in even more difficult and sensitive place we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk more with michelle nichols who's founder of the a help project animal hospice end of life and palliative care you're listening to the dog show with julie forbes on alternative talk 1150 Dog. 
dogs and the horses you'll have to outlive They'll be with you when you say Hi, this is Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show and owner of Sensitive Dog, Dog Training and Behavior. Invisible Fence Northwest uses a balanced, gentle approach to help dogs learn their boundaries. I've seen it firsthand. They work with each person and pet as an individual and teach in a way that is fun and respectful. Your dog quickly learns it has freedom and fair boundaries so is safe, happy, and secure. Isn't that what we all want for our dogs? Save $100 when you visit InvisibleFenceNW.com or call 800-800-FENCE and tell them you are a dog show fan. They're there for the life of your pet. For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Alternative Talk 1150 is on the interwebs. Dial us up at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. We're back with Michelle Nichols, founder of A Help Project. You can find them online at ahelpproject.org. And you can also find Michelle on her website, partnerstothebridge.com. And uh, so... Talk to us, Michelle, in this last segment, and if you've missed any part of this show or any of our past, I don't know, 185 episodes now, you can find them all archived on our website, which is dogradioshow.com, and we're also a free podcast on iTunes. So you can, uh, if you're hurting right now, uh, either you're in anticipatory grief or you are grieving a lost pet. Uh, I've done several other episodes about this topic, including my first interview with Michelle that you can find archived both on our website, dogradioshow.com, and on iTunes as a free audio podcast. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on iTunes under their podcast section, and you'll find us, and they're all for free. 
for your listening pleasure. Um, now, Michelle, tell us about uh, your your vision and about how people can support you either through like what I did recently where a friend of mine's dog passed away. I made a donation to the A-Help Project in his name, in the dog's name, uh, which was she was just so, so grateful for. And I thought what a what a wonderful thing to do in that dog's name to just further the work and support the work that you guys do. So tell us about your your vision and and your mission, and then um, let's talk about your you've got an event coming up and how people can get on your mailing list and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, um, as a volunteer and a human hospice organization, I learned um, that building community and getting involved with people that got it was so important. Okay, I mean you. You want to be surrounded by people who are like-minded and who aren't going to put you down for the way you feel or the things you're doing because, of course, it's supporting your animal in the best way you know how. So our vision has become really to build community um, of those that are like-minded. We want um, you know, guardians to think of us. We want professionals to think about us Mm -hmm. because um, professionals – who care unconditionally and equally for guardians and their beloved animals are those that exactly who we're seeking uh, to help serve the community. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, sort of in our, um, we are just um, rounding our um, second anniversary on the 18th here um, of our first inaugural workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was really surprised and very pleasantly impressed with the fact that about 70 to 75% of the people who were in that workshop were professionals and they wanted to know more Mm -hmm. about how to provide their clients, their families Mm -hmm. with these important services, you know, and to tell them more. Um, And that was two years ago. I think we've come a long way nationally. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that our AHOLT professional network can be an excellent service to the community. People contact us through the Contact Us page Mm -hmm. on Mm aholtproject.org, and we can give them referrals. Um, The most common... The most common one are uh, for house call veterinarians, yeah. as you might suspect, yep. people looking for um, who want an in-home euthanasia, mm-hmm. um, and either their veteran, their regular veterinarian doesn't provide that service, mm-hmm. which they oftentimes do if you inquire, yeah. um, but um, or on the on the weekends and at nights when um, their animals taking a turn for um, for the worst, yeah. and they want and they. Um, you know, they know that they've, that's the time has come. So, um, but there are other resources and I encourage you all to go and look at those. We're planning on building our professional network, our veterinary network of providers that are focused on palliative care, which is comfort care basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just for the animal, but also for the family, you know, because it's very important to look at the whole family as the unit of care. And that's what hospice yeah. philosophy is all about. And I wanted to also, from my perspective, working with training and behavior, I wanted to acknowledge, too, that people grieve uh, as much for an uh, animal that may that they may have had to euthanize for behavioral reasons. Mm. And to mm. just, if you're listening and, and you're in that boat, um, I just wanted to honor that grief as well, because that's... Um, different if you've had to 
euthanized. It doesn't happen terribly often, but it does happen. And I've worked with some of these dogs where that was what needed to happen, you know, where, mm-hmm. where it's a dangerous aggression, but the people still love their pet and they still grieve them. And to, to just kind of acknowledge them as well. Mm-hmm. So you have your, um, your animal caregiver support circle. You have two actually per month, one in Seattle and one on the East side. And, um, also you're always looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anybody who's interested in supporting this work and supporting others who are going through this and, uh, people, the best way for people to get in touch with you is through their, co- through the contact page on the ahelpproject.org website. You also have an event coming up, uh, September 30th, Sunday from four to seven. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. This is an informational meeting and potluck, as we have every event, has a social component as well as an informational or educational component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on, um, as you said, um, Sunday, September 30th from 4 to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And at that, we'll be outlining um, what our um, objectives are for the coming year, the year that begins with our anniversary in September and up through the beginning of the community outreach event season mm-hmm. um, next summer, which we just, com- you know, we just completed that. So yeah. um, the idea is for people to learn more about what our programs are mm-hmm. um, and then to find something that suits them. Because, of course, if you're going to volunteer, it should absolutely be something that you want to do. Sure. And we wouldn't ask anyone to do what we aren't comfortable in doing, um, exception for me might be in website supports, but certainly (laughs) we're lucky because we have, you know, Microsoft and other technology around here and we have a good website that's already up and we just need people to help update that and keep it, um, looking good. Yeah. So, um, but then we also have other, you know, some people like to do events, throw party. We do our, um, our friendship day open house every year, Mm -hmm. um, around, Friendship Day or Valentine's Day, I believe. I don't know. It's on the 18th or something this year. Mm-hmm. Um, on the weekend, um, Seattle Veterinary Specialist is wonderful in offering us a venue for all of these events. Mm. Um, that's so that's been really great. Yeah. Um, and then we also have, um, uh, you know, other other events that we hope to do or more uh, for the veterinary community where we'll go out and talk to some of these critical care centers and give them information on animal hospice. Yeah. Well, it's great. It's such wonderful work. Um, you know, I'm so glad that you formed this in our community here locally. Uh, but if you're listening anywhere in the country, please do use uh, the ahelpproject.org uh, website as a resource. And um, so, again, ahelpproject.org is the website. You can get in touch with them through their contact page. There's an informational event coming up September 30th, Sunday from 4 to 7, and you can find out more about that and how to participate through their contact page as well. And there really is, I think, nothing more powerful than community. And uh, Facebook as well, thank you. Uh, you can find the A Help Project on Facebook, uh, as well as Partners to the Bridge, Michelle's business. And you can also find The Dog Show on Facebook as well, The uh, Dog Show with Julie Forbes. That is it. Time flies for this week. We'll be back live next Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Michelle, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.